0: Welcome to the New Books Network.
2: Hello, and welcome back to the New Books and Indian Religions Podcast, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. I'm your host, Dr. Raj Balkwur. And more importantly, today I have the pleasure of welcoming to the podcast Dr. Michael Stelsberg, who is a professor of religion at the University of Bergen in Norway. He is the editor of a really fascinating collection of studies called Religions
1: Mumbai Style: Events, Media Spaces. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to your wonderful podcast that I enjoy very much listening to myself. Uh, And and by the way, apologies to all listeners for my horrible accent and my imperfect English. Uh, Please bear with me.
2: Well, I'm sure they've long forgiven me for my impoverished Canadian accent. So (laughs) everyone has an accent relative to somewhere else. So, you know i might i might switch enough. to indian i'll switch to indian english halfway through i'm sure <laughs> but uh but um thank you thank you for for expressing your appreciation for the podcast you know now i'm well aware uh sort of i can infer that it the podcast is its own thing it's a thing it's a force but really for years i'd be talking into a black box with a lovely interlocutor like yourself in the middle of you know research clients what have you and you really don't have a sense of the audience because you're speaking to one person and only one person right, and then right. it goes off and then they edit it they send it out and but i do get the random comment from your, now and nowadays when i when i invite people they more than often than not say oh i listened to the podcast i know the podcast so it's it's um it's reassuring there's hope that's great how did you get interested in uh, mumbai how did you how did this start this fascination with this city
1: Yeah, that's a that's a uh, that's a good question. And uh, my angle is is more through the back entrance, as it were. Uh, As a student in the history of religions, I uh, uh, studied Zoroastrianism uh, and uh, I was uh, uh, learning Avestan and Pahlavi and uh, sort of I got interested in who are these people uh, practicing this religion today, uh, and where are the manuscripts of, of these texts kept? So um, I started to um, plan a, a journey, a trip to 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 Mumbai to actually study uh, Zoroastrianism, and uh, through Zoroastrianism, I started to get fascinated by the Parsis as a religious or ethnic religious community, and then from the Parsis, uh, uh, Mumbai opened, or Bombay as it was still called during my first visit. Uh, uh, opened its gates to my brain, uh, and uh, that's how my fascination with uh, uh, Bombay or Mumbai started, so through uh, Parsi glasses, as it were. Yeah, and so what would you say, um, let me ask you this way,
2: what was the genesis of this particular book project? How did this come into being? What's the backstory for the book itself?
1: Yeah, well, there are a couple of backstories, I guess that's always the case. Uh, And the first one was this kind of enlarging my horizon. Uh, When studying the Parsi community, people were totally telling me about this or that space or this and that event. And slowly, slowly, I uh, ventured out and uh, got uh, fascinated by this, uh, by the religious landscapes uh, surrounding the Parsi community. And then uh, eventually a kind of shift in perspective happened. While I first looked at Mumbai or Bombay through Parsi glasses, later on, uh, the city itself became more uh, foregrounded. Uh, And uh, yeah, so um, uh, I uh, started to uh, conceive a project on uh, uh, religion in uh, Mumbai around Ten years after my first visit, and after I had published uh, some uh, uh, volumes about Zoroastrianism, uh, and uh, well, then I got a I got a job here in Bergen, and uh, uh, that project uh, did not materialize um, because I moved over here and had other. Uh, projects to pursue and then at a conference about judaisms in asia uh where i uh, gave a talk about the ben israel i ran into a colleague who was also presenting there uh, and who is one of the contributors to this volume, uh, started to revive uh, this idea. So the two of us started to consider whether we could do something together and uh, then uh, a, a new Person entered the scene. My colleague Istvan Koil here in Bergen, and uh, we were so fortunate to get a grant from the Norwegian Research Council that allowed us to um, uh, to uh, travel to Mumbai and to recruit two PhD students. And that is how the project then. Uh, got uh, um, got alive, but from there onwards again, it took a couple of years for the this eventual outcome to materialize. What are some of, and certainly
2: it goes without saying that Mumbai is a fascinating, rich, and very important global city. But you know, just to follow suit for my purposely naive shtick, you know, what are some of the the defining, distinctive features of Mumbai? What what warrants a book on the the religiosity therein? Tell us a bit about that.
1: Yeah. Thank you. That's a that's a great question, uh, and. Uh... Uh, i think uh it's uh it's all about contrasts and paradoxes if you want so uh mumbai is really not known as a as a city that uh, has a religion high up on the agenda it's mainly known as uh, the business uh, capital as the media capital uh as the financial capital etc and so in a way It uh, for a long time seemed like a stereotypical modern city. And uh, in modern cities, uh, religion wasn't really that uh, that important, but then suddenly, uh, uh, for example, in '92, uh, the riots happened, uh, and when you look back into history, you find a long series of uh, interreligious clashes uh, that played out uh, uh, in the city. So that is um, is is one paradox, the kind of um the secular religious paradox uh, and uh, 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 another one is um, uh, the the paradox of the, Uh, Of a cosmopolitan self-image that uh, Mumbai or Bombay has projected about itself for for a long time, and this history of uh, these uh, these clashes, rivalry, uh, competition, uh, violence that was often defined or acted out uh, uh, along uh, uh, religious or religious communal uh, boundaries so um uh, it's it's uh, it's this uh, this uh uh paradoxality this um, quality of uh, contradictions uh, that uh, uh fascinates me about. Uh, Bombay as a city, but also in relation to uh, to religion. Why is the subtitle events, media, spaces? Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, a great question, and and this is actually uh, a result of um, uh, our methodological choices, uh, like. Uh, uh, when you study uh, such a complex entity as uh, as as Mumbai, how do you, in 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 terms of um, of religion or its religious history or landscape, how do you approach such a such an entity? I think a traditional approach and one that is um, uh, very much practiced by. Uh, Indian scholars on the ground is to do a series of portrayals of communities. So you would have a chapter on various uh, Hindu groups, or various Muslim groups, of uh, minorities like the already mentioned Parsis or Bene Israel, or the uh, the Jains, the Sikhs, uh, the the Christians, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Uh, but instead, we decided that uh, we wanted to uh, study religions in interaction, in interaction with the city and in interaction with uh, each other. So uh, that's why uh, our uh, initial focus uh, if, uh, in, the, in the research project was actually on spaces um and uh, places and uh, that would include things like uh, religious neighborhoods uh like uh uh, uh religious um uh so called ghettos uh like uh, small uh, uh, roadside shrines as an example for the road as a religious uh, space that would include uh, religious um, uh, 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 sanctuaries or, or uh, sacred spaces that attract people from different religious groups uh, but that would also include, um, uh, for example, courts uh, 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 as places where religious identities are being negotiated and also, in my case, uh, taxis. Uh, so we initially had this focus on spaces as an organizing methodological uh, point of entry into the city and uh, then we uh, extended this into Uh, also covering events and media. Uh, And if you want me to elaborate on this a little bit, uh, then this would Go roughly as follows: that uh, uh, spaces are often transformed in events, uh, like for example in festivities or large-scale uh, celebrations, uh, like the iconic uh, 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 Ganpati Utsav uh, in in Mumbai, or like the like the Muharram, uh, where. Uh, celebrations and uh, um, uh, festivities uh, transform the spatial setup of the city for a certain amount of time. Uh, uh, and uh, on the other hand, uh, we realized of course that uh, when you study a city, then uh, this is then the, the self-perception, uh, in, uh, in media is always already a part of that Uh, So um, the city doesn't exist as such, but it only exists via its representations, the images that are being projected about it and about its residents, about its uh, citizens, about what happens in a city. Uh, And uh, these representations are to be found in media. Uh, So uh, 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 this triangle of uh, spaces, events and media uh, is in a way not as arbitrary uh, uh, as it might first uh, uh, seem when you see it on the cover of the book, uh, but it's kind of a uh, uh, a logic uh, of what you see in research on the ground. Yeah, and I think
2: perhaps one of the most uh, iconic analog, sort of high-profile analogs, at least in North America, would be New York City. And think of yeah, all right. the experiences that people have of the texture of New York City and its various neighborhoods through decades of, of, of you name it, sitcoms, crime shows, you name it. And so I think exactly. people might get a clearer yeah. sense of the relationship of the way in which your experience of New York City is already crafted before you even arrive by virtue yeah. of all that's been curated and presented and represented about it and so
1: Absolutely, um yeah
2: so then um so what are some of the the subfields or disciplines or, or fields of inquiry that this volume implicates you think
1: um are you addressing which kind of uh, scholarship is being yeah i would say for lack of a better word you know what mm. disciplines i mean
2: certainly religious studies without question uh, there's also sort of people interested in the study of space. I mean, you, you know, what what interests or disciplines uh, does this book cater to? Do you think?
1: Yeah, right. Um, the eventual group of contributors uh, to the volume, which is larger than those uh, immediately uh, involved or more directly involved in our project, uh, uh, covers a range of uh, of disciplines and. Uh, Uh, I I would like to uh, mention the important contribution by social anthropologists um, uh, and uh, also sociologists uh, to to the book, uh, and uh, uh, also legal anthropologists, for example, um, and uh, people also having a background in uh, in social work. Uh, so uh, this is uh, one of the the nice things when you work together with a a theme or in this case, a field in a very concrete sense that uh, fascinate you, then uh, uh, then uh, these interdisciplinary, Um, boundaries uh, more often than not are enriching rather than uh, a delimitating factor.
0: slash nbn50 to get 50% off.
2: Yeah, indeed, it is fascinating. Um, uh, would you say that this sort of approach of taking a deep dive into a particular city and, and the multivalent nature of that city, would you say that this is relatively atypical? Is this a burgeoning field? Uh, has this been done within, uh, with other Indic cities? This is this fairly novel?
1: Uh, I think it has not been done uh, with other Indic cities. Uh, there is a beautiful uh, book uh, by Daniel Gould called Provincial Hinduism uh, on uh, uh, Gwalior uh, as kind of a middle-sized uh, city, but his focus is though there is a chapter on Sufi shrines, it's mainly about Hinduism uh, in this uh, city, which, of course, you could not do in the same way in a book uh, on on Mumbai. Uh, But that is a monograph. And I think uh, uh, our volume is, uh, as far as I know, uh, the first that tries this kind of methodological setup on an Indic city. Excellent, because
2: that was also my own impression, but you certainly would know, um, you would know better having researched in this field. Um, so while you were this journey, right, this journey, the, uh, this journey of editing, uh, these papers, um, it, you know, it just so happens that a, a, a volume of, of my own and a co-editor, McComas Taylor just came out today in real time. Um, and Congratulations thank you but it's more to say you know i can both um i can share in, in perhaps a bit of the experience of having you know a number of really rich brilliant fascinating papers come together where you look at them individually and then you get to take a step back as the editor and and think about the whole right think about the forest versus the trees think about how they come together and and sort of themes across um, so open-ended question, are there particular findings uh, that surprised you or that were literally remarkable? Were there particular areas of investigation uh, that sort of really stood out to you? Were there particular through lines across the papers that sort of stand out to you having sort of edited them? What would you say?
1: Well, uh, this is a little of a of a tricky question. Uh, as kind of uh, as it pertains to, let's call it, editorial ethics Um, uh, in the sense that uh, uh, I think all editors have their kind of favorite chapters, uh, chapters that sort of uh, came with a uh with some kind of an aha, exper- aha experience uh that really surprised you uh but uh then uh I would hesitate to single out single chapters because uh, I would feel I'm doing injustice to um to 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 the other fine papers that there are. Uh, and then in an editorial process you also um experience that there are some chapters uh where you work with the authors for a couple of years. And uh, some chapters or texts or authors are more resistant <laughs> to editorial uh, requests or interventions, maybe for the better good. Um, uh, and uh, others are uh, more of a shared product um, than what is maybe apparent from uh, from from uh, yeah the. Uh, the the names given on the on the title page. Uh, and then there are others that uh, come uh, relatively late in the game and uh, that you sort of hadn't really ac- expected. Uh, so uh, it's, I think always uh, a little um, a basket uh, full of um, uh, full of uh, surprises. And now with the uh, with the core group of um, of uh, colleagues that were involved in the in the project that I mentioned before, uh, there were kind of processes of uh, mutual impact and resonances that had been going on during our workshops um and uh, that are kind of in retrospect maybe a little difficult to disentangle uh, now this is very much kind of on the on the surface level of um, of uh, uh, collaboration so i'm a little hesitant to to say uh all our listeners must read uh, these three chapters because because they are the the most brilliant of the lot. Uh, however, um, uh, when you uh, or when when I edited uh, this book, uh, I mean what you see is uh, all that th- which is missing um especially in a in a topic or a city that is so so rich. Uh, and uh, so in in some cases or in many cases it's basically impossible to uh to find scholars who Uh, did study this, or or did study something in Mumbai uh, that has been studied, uh, say, in uh, in Delhi or Karachi or Chennai. Um, And uh, uh, other scholars whom you would like to see involved uh, uh, show you a cold shoulder, uh, because uh, they, in the meanwhile, have passed over to other projects uh, or because they are advised uh, not to publish in edited volumes, but uh, to focus on uh, on journals only to enhance their promotion uh, or or recruitment uh, uh, prospects. Uh, so, um, uh, as an editor, then you kind of uh, are faced with a situation where you feel that there are many breaks in the puzzle that you would have liked to to add, to make it more uh, complete, to give an even richer picture. But, uh, well, that doesn't really work. And this is why I did the uh, relatively unusual step, I'd say, to write a very long introductory chapter, uh, which is, I think, of around 60 pages, uh, but where I tried to kind of um weave a tapestry of the city uh in in a more systematic manner and also in a manner that gives more of a historical background uh to um to to the book which is very much uh, uh focusing on the present uh and um Uh, So this uh, is a little uh, uh, unusual, uh, maybe, uh, but uh, uh, this is caused by my desire to uh, make the book appear less fragmentary uh, uh, as uh, is in the nature of uh, edited uh, volumes like this one. Uh, and th- and then uh there is uh, one further um uh, aspect and that is the time gap uh, so uh, as already mentioned i kind of started mentally preparing for this volume around 30 years ago and uh, then it slowly slowly took shape and uh, i basically submitted uh, the uh the uh the the manuscript to the publisher uh, a couple of months after COVID had hit us. Uh, And uh, this, of course, uh, uh, is kind of a speed aging, uh, for this kind of book uh, because uh, it seemed to have written uh, or have been written or drafted, composed, uh, researched in a prehistorical age uh, because COVID uh, is, is something like a, like a wall in the middle of the room that uh, somehow separates us from uh, things that happened uh, uh, only a couple of years ago and uh, it's it's really for for this kind of a project also uh, almost tragic that uh, uh, the the nature of the pandemic also made it virtually impossible uh, to uh, to to study it uh, 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 on the ground and to to thereby also uh, provide a further layer of uh, of reflection on uh, on on the different chapters
2: yeah, COVID is sort of like the. I think of it as the flood before the flood. Exactly. <laughs> and it's the exactly. in times. Yeah. Um, I love. I love the the texture with which you answered uh, the last question. The, the reflection. Uh, uh, thank goodness I was muted, as is my custom when I, when my guest is speaking. Otherwise, um, there would have to be a lot of editing out of my 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 laughing out loud at at mm-hmm. so many of the <laughs> so so much of what you say is familiar you've you've presented a wonderful uh picture of the texture and the scenarios involved in this process without of course naming names and of course i I would never ask you to to tell me who your favorite children are or which ones which ones are smarter than the other ones although they may already know that but we don't say these things out loud um but um but thank you for responding to that in a way that i think um uh offers insight into to 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 the process um the the, perhaps last question I'll, i'll ask you today is uh in terms of um first of all you feel free to share anything else about the volume that you hope we touch on but also i'm curious to know whether you're still working along these lines is there uh I mean, you have diverse and fascinating research interests, uh, you know, um, pertaining to Mumbai and beyond. You know, what what next? What now? What what, what what's uh, next on your on your list of things to work on?
1: Yeah, right. Um, uh, yes, I uh, would actually like to uh, go back uh, and uh, see the city uh, in the light of the book. Uh, And uh, as we have been talking about the the amount of time it has taken for the book to be published after being submitted, which basically had to do with uh, that uh, Oxford University Press didn't find a second reviewer. So uh, we've been waiting for almost uh, two years to actually get two reports on the table. Um, but uh, yeah, this is another matter but now given that so much time has passed and that uh the flood uh had come uh uh in between it would really be interested interesting for me to to see whether my perspective uh, on the city has changed as a result mm-hmm. of working on this book and to what extent uh, the city has changed also as a result of, uh, of the pandemic, but this is not something that I have, uh, on my, on my, uh, agenda, uh, right now. Um, uh, what uh, takes, uh, much of my time, my research time at present, uh, is a book that how, or is a project that, however, uh, Again, has to do with my exposure to 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 Bombay, uh, namely uh, religious minorities. So when I first came to 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 Bombay, as I uh, told you earlier, it, it was to study the Parsi communities, and and then I discovered all these other uh, minorities in. Uh, Bombay that had been so incredibly important uh, uh, as ferments of uh, the emergence of uh, the this metropolis uh, that uh, religious minorities has kind of been into my, Uh, research genes uh, ever since that uh, first uh, visit and uh, now um, we are editing that is i am co-editing with uh, my colleague alexander van der haven here in bergen and erica Baffelli in manchester a work called religious minorities online uh, which is a Handbook of uh, religious minorities research uh, organized alongside uh, portrayals of communities, portrayals of countries, and systematic topics in the study of religious minorities. And that uh, is uh, available. Uh, open access and uh, the first uh, uh, bunch of articles uh, uh, have come out in July and the next uh, update with another upload of uh, six or eight uh, chapters will be out in January and we envision this project to go on for another three or four years uh, and thereby providing something like uh, what we imagine to be the main reference point for the study of religious minorities, which in a way is a very kind of evident and uh, taken-for-granted uh, thing. I mean, we all have an idea on what a religious minority is, and we all sort of uh, see religious minorities at most places where we are or issues surrounding religious minorities, but there is surprisingly little coherent research on this theme, uh, and uh, this is what we are trying to um, to. Uh, to To build on in this uh, in this project, for which I have, for example, just uh, finished uh, an entry on uh, discrimination against uh, religious minorities, but also discrimination among and within religious minorities. Uh, so this is uh, coming up in the next uh, in the next uh, uh, upload, uh, and. Uh, Uh, In addition to this, I am uh, working on a revised uh, edition of a book that I published uh, a while ago called Contemporary Theories of Religion uh, that came out in 2009. And now it seems time to to do an update since uh, several new theories have come up uh, uh, since 2009. Uh, nine, which will be discussed in this uh, volume. So uh, maybe if I come to see this age, maybe uh, in 15 years, uh, I'll do a a religions Mumbai style revisited.
2: (laughs) That sounds like you have no shortage of interest (laughs) and projects on the go. Let's definitely have you back in the not too distant future uh, to talk about the next a uh, set of uploads on on your study of minorities, etc. I think that would be fascinating for our listeners to learn more about. That would um, be great. So yes. You're certainly welcome back. We'll we'll chat briefly after we um after we close here to to set that up. Uh, but thank you for appearing today. Well thank you for your
1: uh, interesting questions.
2: They're you know they're they're uh, naive questions. I, I sometimes I wonder if the audience thinks I'm a blithering idiot, but maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But um, for those listening, we have been speaking with uh, Professor Michael Stausberg, um on a, a fascinating uh, collection of studies uh, called Religions, Mumbai Style. Until next time, keep well, keep listening, keep reading, keep thinking, and keep contemplating the textured nature of the city in which you live. Take care.